And we're live. <laughs> so, welcome to the Contagious Thoughts Podcast. Hey! And, you know, today I have a very special guest. And I know that I say that literally every episode. Uh, I'm sure the wow. listeners are like come on man you say that every episode like but i i really do mean it every time i hope you guys know that i really do mean it uh but this time the person that we have here today is truly special in a lot of ways and (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let's 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 get to this introduction here all right let me let me i want to make sure i give her a, a good solid introduction this person is the founder of VLW. What's VLW, might you ask? That stands for Victorious Life Worldwide, <laughs> as well as the founder of True Remedy and Colorful Kids, uh, which is a nonprofit. She's a certified holistic health and nutrition coach. She's a certified life coach, a certified behavioral change specialist, and and a certified personal trainer and women's fitness specialist <laughs> so like if you need to find <laughs> someone so who's <laughs> lacking in certifications you're not gonna find them here <laughs> you're not gonna find them here unless it's me it's like a daggone scroll pretty yo. sure i have no certifications but anyways that's that's oh, enough man. there um so uh i didn't say her name yet <laughs> um, her name is Indra, and she goes by Indra Adele. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, that's correct. She goes by Indra Adele, aka Holistic Indra. If you want to check yes. her out on IG, uh, so I, I, I want to before we kind of dive into uh, some of the. I mean, I'm really excited about our conversation today because there's a lot of questions I have for you. A lot of things I think that our listeners are going to be really interested to hear about um i want to just from a very high level you don't have to get into too much depth because we're going to go into depth later but from a very high level like what what is holistic health you know for someone who's like just clueless about it and if you had to break it down to a novice how would you describe holistic health um yeah that's a great question i think that if i were to try to describe it simply because it really does it really can cover a lot of things and does cover a lot of things. Um, but I think if I were to try to simplify it, I would say that it's approaching your health and your life in a way that agrees with the belief that everything is connected. Mm. Like no one thing is not connected to the other thing. Mm. So if there's an issue in one area, it's connected to another area, right? Um, If one area is healthy, it's going to, you know, affect a different area. And so um, even our bodies, right? Like our bodies are not like a bunch of these disconnected parts. Everything is all connected. Everything works together. And in the same way, like if our health is a reflection of us and our body, like every single thing literally is connected. Um, And so I believe that, you know, approaching your health holistically is, is like, that's kind of the foundation. Like that's kind of the belief underneath all of that. So then when you go and try to look at a particular area, you're not having tunnel vision and like isolating your approach to just that one particular thing. You're looking at the full picture you're looking at everything, anything that can be contributing to it um, to then assess and, you know, um, decide how you want to move forward. So I think that's a great definition. And I honestly think that for any of the of the males, you know, listening to this episode, if you need like a visual for everything being connected, think back to a time when you were on the playground as a little boy and maybe there was another girl or boy who got upset with you and they kicked you in a certain part of the body 
um, mm. that I will maybe not name because I'm listening to this podcast. It's PG, not explicit. <laughs> Um, because I, you know, I, I, am trying to not do anything that's going to hinder my podcast from being promoted by the various, uh, podcasting platforms. So they kicked you in a certain part of the body and you felt it all the way up through your stomach, through your chest. I mean, just, you know, you just, you just felt it everywhere, you know, and that, if that's, that, that's a, that's a visual for everything's connected. You know, mm. and obviously, that you know, it is. obviously I'm, I'm being, you know, comical here, but, but I think that's a great definition. And, uh, it's something that for me personally in my life that, um, I, I try to be mindful of like the cinnamon bun that I just ate about 30 minutes ago before this podcast, <laughs> you know, I put it into, through my mouth and mm. it's going to end up passing through my body and you know, going out the other side, but on its way down, it's going to deposit some fat cells, probably somewhere around my gut. And it's just oh. something that, you know, for me, I've been, I've been trying to incorporate more and more and some days it's better than others, you know, but on a more serious note, I, I do, we are going to deep dive into that and in a little bit, but I am curious, you know, we're going to, we're going to touch on some of the other kind of businesses and projects that you started, but but first, I just want to highlight, you know, VLW, since that's kind of the main, I'm not going to say the main, but um, correct me any any way that I, if I say anything wrong, but um, I want to start no, with VLW. I would say you're right. Yeah, kind of the main, you know, umbrella yeah. company. It's kind of the foundation. There you go. That's what I was everything saying. else that I'm, that I'm, that I have started. Those are the roots. I would say that Victoria's Life Worldwide is kind of the roots of Everything that I am doing somehow comes back to that. There you go. So uh, disregard everything I just said and, and replace it with what she, <laughs> yes. she just said. So so my, my question is, if you could just describe to the listeners, you know, like what VLW is trying to accomplish. Um, so that is, um, in a nutshell, basically helping other people um, approach their life from a holistic, um, mindset and a standpoint, um, as well as, um, helping people live their healthiest lives so that they could be the best version of themselves day to day. Um, so that's kind of, that kind of encompasses like all of the stuff that I may do, even if there's like a shift in what I'm focused on in any particular season, um, that's still kind of at the foundation, like educating and helping people, um, partnering with people to help them understand how do I approach my life from a holistic standpoint? How do I achieve my healthiest self? Because being my healthiest self allows me to be the best version of myself. And that way I can show up in the world the way that I was designed to. Um, so love it that's fun. love it yeah and we're gonna we're gonna dive into i know you alluded to the fact that it's evolved over time and we're gonna dive into that in a little bit but first i want to take it back this is my <laughs> this is my my personal interview style you know i like to take it back you know i want i want to know the roots i want to know the history and i think that there's mm. a lot that we can learn you know what motivates a person to start on their journey in, in mm. entrepreneurship as a business owner and yeah i guess I, you know my, my real question here is how your i guess when your journey as an entrepreneur started and, and kind of mm-hmm. how that um actually i'll just i'll just start with the first question just kind of when when did that journey start for you as an entrepreneur was it hustling on the block i mean was it like what, what <laughs> was mean... the what, what, when did that when um... did it start um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting question because I feel like it started in my heart long before it started in a tangible way. It's deep. Um, yeah, I think, I think as a kid and I don't really know like what brought about this, um, because I was a kid, so I'm sure maybe, I don't know if I saw something one day and it put the idea in my mind, but I always saw myself as doing my own thing from the time I was a kid. I always 
would say I wanted to have my own business or my own company. You know, um, that was the word I would use. I want to have my own company. Like, and all of the things that I, and I would, I would, I would constantly change what I wanted to do as a kid. And, but everything I wanted to do was like me doing my own thing. Like, oh, I want to start my own fashion design company, or I want to start my own this company, or I want to. And so it was always kind of in me. Um, sure. And I don't think I really knew, like, put it together, like, oh, that means being an entrepreneur, right? Um, and then as I got older, even though I knew that's what I wanted, I still took kind of the traditional route, like going to college or whatever. Um, and for some reason, I think I just, it was kind of like auto, right? It's like, okay, you go to school, you, you go to college, right? That's what right. you're supposed to do. At least that's what, what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, and while I was in college is when I attempted to start my first business. Now, prior to that in high school, um, I did hustle <laughs> a lot on, on, on the block. Um, I mean, one might say that <laughs> it's like, no, nah. um, I didn't, I didn't hustle on the block. There was no block. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I definitely always had this, like, I wanted to have my own, like I wanted to have my own money. I wanted to buy my own stuff. And so I was determined and be, and I had always had a very creative mind was determined to come up with ways to get that dollar. Now, it wasn't always in the most um, legal or um, ideal of ways. Interesting. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> um, and I raked in money. Um, now, over time, I learned to not do certain things, right? Right. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I would I would sell all kinds of stuff. Um, I would sell candy. I would sell electronics. I would sell, um, you know, whatever. Right? Like, um, and so and it was and I was very successful. Like I had I had like business partners <laughs> in like high school, and we kind of had this like underground like thing where I had these connects, and depending on what it was that I was selling, I would connect that to that person. Um, and so that was very successful as I progressed and went to college. Um, that's when I started to pursue like my actual like life, what I thought was my, what I would do for the rest of my life. Like I've always been passionate about design, art, always been a very creative, artistic person. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to act and do um, performing, performing arts and I wanted to do um, design. Um, I wanted to do interior. I, want, I wanted to do so many, too many things. I wanted to do interior design. I wanted to do fashion design. I wanted to do um, certain things with graphic design. So I was like, I'm going to start a design label is what I called it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to start a design label. And I didn't know anything about business at that time, but I was just determined to start my business. So I started my business. I came up with a name for it. And I put ad on Craigslist saying I was hiring to build my team. And this was when I was in college. Um, and so I started interviewing people. I started, I put an ad out. I remember um, saying I was looking for models to model my designs. Now, mind you, I hadn't actually mm. <laughs> like made any clothing yet. I had like drawn designs, but I was just, I was just putting myself out there, right? I was just doing what I thought I should do to get my dream going. Mm. Um, and so I would say that was like the first like legit time that I felt like I was really starting something big and I was so excited about it yeah. um from there you know um I had my own experiences and I don't know if this is touching on something that <laughs> you're gonna touch on later so I'll be general um but I ended up having my own kind of challenges with my health and that's actually how I got into the holistic health industry that was never like something that I originally wanted oh, yeah, to do no, we'll get there we'll get there Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then eventually I did start that business. Sure. Right. Um, but I'll stop there. Cause it seems like you, you might touch on that later. Cause once I go there, I'm gonna go there. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds um, like your journey, you know, as an entrepreneur really, uh, you know, it was something that you, that was always kind of in you, um, or was in you at least from very young and like, you know, 
a lot of, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs, I'm sure they, you know, people listening can relate. Um, and I know some people say like, they use the term like entrepreneurs and I don't, I, I don't know if I like that term. I, don't know if you're I hate you. that word. Um, there's like these, like, I'm going to go on a quick <laughs> tangent here. Just super quick. Just give me, give me 10 seconds. I mean, yeah, give me 30 seconds here, guys. Like, it really just bothers me when like super successful entrepreneurs want to just mm. poop all over people who are just trying to trying to chase their dreams and trying to come up um mm. and it could just it could be it's a little off-putting for me so mm. i don't like the term entrepreneurs like you mm. know i'm not gonna let someone else define what i am i'm gonna define what i am so anyways i'm gonna just you know get off of my little soapbox here now back down to my normal level um but uh the other entrepreneurs i'm sure they can they can relate that we kind of start off just hustling doing doing whatever mm-hmm. you know i've had another guest on the show who was talking about selling candy <laughs> and i used to sell candy in high school you know mm-hmm. i was known as a snickers guy I was hustling snickers mm-hmm. out my backpack um mm-hmm. so anyways and but it, but it sounds like from there that that then led to in college trying to start this design label and i'm just curious you know what what led you to go down the path of entrepreneurship like what what was attractive about it to you what i guess either motivated or inspired you to want to pursue that what was that for you um so i think initially it was just something that was so much a part of me that i didn't really give it like deep thought i was just kind of doing what made sense to me um and then Um, there was a moment that I will always remember. I came home from college. It was like I had been in school for maybe part of a semester and decided that I was going to come home and surprise my parents, (laughs) you know, Um, not too long after they dropped me off at school. And they were like, why are you back? Um, So I decided I was going to surprise my parents, came back and came back from from college. From school, from school. Yeah. So I came, so I went to college in Philadelphia and I came back to Virginia to visit my parents. And during that time, there was this moment and it was, and I don't, it was just kind of like, I feel like it was like a divine, um, I feel like it was a very divine moment because I had never thought about this before and it was very random. So I remember I walked over to the kitchen sink and how the kitchen sink was, there's like a window and all of a sudden, I just remember, think I just started thinking about my dad and, like, my dad, you know, immigrant from Jamaica, like, came here and worked very hard to get to where he is, had a very successful career. And um, that's amazing. I admire all of the sacrifice and everything that he did to make of himself what he did and, and, and go after what was his dream, you know, um, And at some point in processing and thinking about what that looked like, like for me, like from the outside looking in on just his routine, the, the, um, the day to day kind of just like, there was a very, like, like his, like the routine looked very the same to me, like from the day to day, from a work standpoint. Um, and I remember just internalizing that as a like robotic almost like, okay, you get up at this exact time, like leave at this time to like avoid traffic, then, you know, you, you, you pack your food and you do, it was just this very kind of like, and I'm somebody who loves routines, but there was something about it that I, all of a sudden I just realized like, that's not what I want. Like for some people that's like it, right? For me, I was like, I, I can't see myself doing that. I just literally can't. Right. Um, right. And then I realized that I was like, okay, well, if that's not what I want, all of a sudden I realized like I'm in college getting a degree that I'm never going to use. I have no intention of using. Um, And it just made sense to me that I should stop school. And so I decided to stop because I'm like, okay, it's not like I can afford to pay for this out of pocket. I'm going into debt for this degree and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's when... For me, it started to get a, go a little deeper because I realized, like, I'm actually not. It's not that I just want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't think I'm compatible with living the employee lifestyle forever. 
And then on top of that, I want to have more, I realized I wanted more flexibility. I wanted more flexibility with my, to be with my future family. I wanted more flexibility in just how I lived my life. And I wanted the option for my every day to not look exactly the same. Like, I think I wanted my day to day to be a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more flexible, a little bit more exciting by my own definition. Right. That's kind of when the reasoning for me started to change. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. And, and so is that is that the reason why you came home to surprise your parents? Like, was it to drop that news on them or? Oh no! Like I had, oh, I, this just, was not even. To surprise them just, I genuinely was just coming, just to like be like, "Hey, I'm here," you know. <laughs> like it was, there was no like deep meaning behind why I came, other than I just wanted to come visit. I, you know, I kind of, yeah, it was just. In, in and, that, and then while I, oh sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that was that was it. Like literally, there was no like deep thought process behind it, other than I just wanted to surprise my parents. You know, I missed home a little bit and I was like, oh, it would be nice. Let me just surprise them. And like, it was hilarious because they literally were like, didn't we just drop you off like <laughs> a few weeks ago? Yeah. Um, but was it on I mean, that, they were happy to see me, but. Was it on that trip, that surprise trip that you told them you didn't want to be in school anymore? No, it wasn't. I actually did continue for a little bit after that. Sure. I had that revelation. I didn't quit immediately. Um, I was kind of like process, like when I had that revelation, I was processing it even after I went back. And then after I went back, it kind of dawned on me like, oh, if, if it makes so much sense for me to be an entrepreneur, I'm here to get a degree. That doesn't really make sense. Like I could just be, I could start my, be starting my business right now rather than wasting time doing X, Y, and Z. And so then I'm starting to like think more about it. And then after I kind of like put together this clear picture of what I realizing what I really wanted and what was worth my time what wasn't and and what I wanted to do that's when I then started to you know move towards that decision of actually stopping and then told them got it got it uh so in that in that stage when you were you know starting this design you know label business um were you in Philly you know, what, what types of, um, I guess, what kind of hurdles did you face, you know, early on and how, <laughs> how did you overcome those? Um, honestly, there's some that I didn't overcome, mm. <laughs> but, um, I faced a lot because I was, to be honest, I was naive. Um, I was very naive. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Like I had no type of like, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have you know, I was just kind of realizing that entrepreneurship was kind of a different world from, you know, um, choosing to, to be an employee. Right. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like businesses need employees. Right. Like I think everybody's just cut a certain way and what's for them is for them. And for me, like once I kind of realized my place <laughs> in this world, like I just went after it. A kind of, I would always, I would almost say like I went after it blindly, passionately, but blindly. And so I learned a lot along the way just by doing, you know, just by going, going for it. I learned like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I should have done this first before I did that. Like, hey, I probably should have had actual like um, samples of my clothing that I wanted these models to model before bringing them to the interview versus just having sketches and like a great idea. Like I had this belief that like, if I told people, cause I was, I've always been a very passionate, excited person and it's contagious, right? Like, and so I was like, um, people would get excited listening to me and all of that. And that's great. Right. But when you're trying to build a team and I would paint this like picture, like you put out an ad, like, Hey, I'm looking for models for my design label, trying to put together a fashion show. We're in Philly, right? Like there's mad creative people out there. There's models. There's people that are like pursuing this. Right. So they come interview. They have a certain expectation. And I'm this like naive, like 19 year old, you know, that's like don't have no uh, my 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 company isn't even legally formed. It's not even legally formed LLC. Mm. You know, like there's just it's not super solid. 
Um, and there's certain things that I just didn't have. Um, and so they show up expecting one thing and like, I'm not able to deliver it. And so I didn't know, you know, I thought like, oh, if I told people what I'm doing, they'll get on board. I'll build this team. I wasn't even thinking about paying people. Like I just thought I could build this team. People would be excited about this vision and we could like do this together. Like it was this very, um, almost childlike mindset of approaching business, um, but that didn't stop me. I was still excited. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, learned that, you know, um, then I went back and did, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, um, it was during that time that I, um, was presented with through referrals, people I knew that knew another person to a couple different business opportunities, um, because people knew I was business minded, and one of them in particular that I actually did end up doing um, was like a financial services, you know, company. And they had really in-depth training about business leadership, entrepreneurship. And that's when I, and this was, I was 19 years old. And so that was when I really started to learn more in depth about how to be a leader in business and how to like approach business and entrepreneurship and working on yourself and like all of these like things that are so common in the entrepreneurship space i started to like learn that then yeah i didn't know any of that prior to that and that was kind of the beginning of me realizing like oh like there's a lot i don't know that i need to kind of learn um and and as i learned i kind of applied it to you know what i was what i was trying to do and so any if you know for for the listeners who are i don't know just you know either just starting out uh maybe they're thinking about you know launching an idea or a project or a concept or a business um or they are you know they, they recently have started out or, or launched or it's been a little bit and they're just trying to mm-hmm. um you know maybe they're in a similar position that you were in you know when you mm-hmm. were just starting out and kind of in your first couple years you know, what mm-hmm. piece of advice, uh, any tips, you know, or, or advice you have for for them so they can kind of learn from your experiences? Um, some of the first things that come to mind is um, if you feel excited or passionate about something and it's very embedded in your heart, even if you don't have everything you need, to start start anyway because you'll learn along the way and there's no perfect way to start a business there's people who have started businesses in very questionable ways and are billionaires today (laughs) so um i would say that you know whatever you you're you're overthinking that's causing you to not go for it stop thinking about that thing and just go for it and and don't be afraid to look silly like don't be afraid to make a mistake don't be afraid to have people who maybe are successful or have experience as an entrepreneur see you look silly like because at the end of the day you're going to be able to take something away from that and learn that you'll be able to then apply as you continue entrepreneurship is not like a one-stop shop it's not a oh i you know started and arrived it's it's really a journey it's an evolution and sometimes where you start and where you think you're going to end is actually not you know sometimes as you're along the way on the journey um it kind of takes you to where you were meant to be but it's not where you thought you were supposed to be supposed to be and so by allowing yourself to just kind of enter a kind of a flow state with your entrepreneurship. Like in the creative world, there's this thing called flow state, right? Where you kind of get into this mode where you're kind of on autopilot and you're just in your natural state, just thriving, right? Effortlessly. And you can get into that kind of state business-wise if you allow yourself the freedom to not be perfect. Um, And you can find your way and enjoy it in the process, you know? Um, and that's something I've had to even remind myself because to be honest, the longer you do something is the more jaded you get in the process and the less childlike you tend to be about it Mm. because you know stuff now. Right. 
when you don't know nothing, it's easy to just be like gung ho and everything is rainbows and butterflies, right? <clears throat> um, and along the way, reminding yourself of those things for me has helped me to continue going because at some point you just start to overthink stuff, right? Like, yeah. and um, it's it wastes time. <laughs> Yeah. It wastes time. It's normal. It's natural. And I think like, hey, it's okay to go there. You're human. But have a way to pivot, you know, because um, it's just a part of it. It's just a part of the process. Um, life was not ever set up for us to be able to navigate it perfectly. And entrepreneurship is a part of life. It's not like in this exclusive box where this is this thing over here that should go perfectly. Um, sure. And so... Yeah, I would say just embrace embrace your journey, whatever that may look like. Yeah. And learn along the way and, and don't get discouraged and allow it to cause you to stop, but let it propel you forward knowing that you have more knowledge in your pocket as you continue to go. Love it. Yeah. No, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Um, there's a few a few gems in that that I think that both myself and and the listeners can take away. You know, myself as I'm you know, starting this, um, this, this, this podcast or half started this podcast, you know, over the last year, um, you know, and, and, and a couple of other businesses as well. Uh, and, and many, you know, I'm sure many of the listeners as well, um, who are starting their own ventures. Uh, so, so yeah. I want to dive into BLW a bit, Victorious Life Worldwide. I'm curious yeah. what led to you starting BLW. Well, that is a story that I will try to condense. I <laughs> will be here for a couple days. Um, yeah, you can give us a spark. Notes. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, I um, uh, as even as a kid, if I go back to like childhood, I um, had some challenges emotionally because of trauma and things that I experienced, and it led me to some unhealthy coping mechanisms. Sugar, for example, I became very addicted to sugar. Didn't know it at the time, but that's what was happening. I also just had, you know, wounds that were unhealed. Um, and I also had started to develop kind of these sensitivity, allergic reactions, um, side effects to things I would eat and didn't even really realize it. I just thought like, oh, it's normal that when I eat this... I, my stomach is like three times bigger than it was, you know, like I just thought whatever the bloating, like it was normal. I, I think also used to it. It did, wasn't really alarming. And so at some point I had skin issues, eczema. I had, I developed at one point I had developed like breathing issues. Um, another point I would break out into these hives and all of these things doctors could never figure out what caused it. They would just prescribe some type of medication. I had migraine, really bad migraines at one point in time all these different things. And they later I realized they were, my, that was my body's way of react, responding to the, to the emotional stress and trauma that wasn't being released and processed the way that it should have been. And my body was just, that's how my body was reacting, right? And so I had all of these things. And at some point around age, so at age 18, I one day decided I wanted to, be healthier. And I didn't really have a full definition of what that meant, but I knew that I had heard that red meat wasn't good for you. And I decided I was going to cut out red meat. So that was like the first like thing that I did at 18. And that was kind of the beginning of it from a nutrition standpoint. Sorry for all the bacon and steak lovers out there. <laughs> so I was like, like oh, myself. you know, I've been hearing that <laughs> red meat's bad for you. I'm going to start there. Um, so I cut out red meat and I started on this journey of like researching. And as I started to research and learn about health is the more I became more aware of things going on with my body that I kind of was not really paying attention to before or just kind of dismissed. Um, I started paying attention to when I would be bloated, started paying attention to like when I would have rashes on my skin or when I would feel super fatigued or like all of these various things, I started to recognize like, oh, when I'm feeling really down emotionally, I tend to turn to these types of foods. I tend to really like sweets. Um, I have a hard time like 
stopping eating them <laughs> once I start eating them, right. you know? Right. Um, I, I started to just notice things about myself on the emotional, mental side of things as well as my nutrition. Um, and so it led me on this path. Eventually, I started to experiment. I would cut things out and see how my body responded. Then I'd reintroduce it, see what happened. And I would keep doing that with these different things um, because essentially what ended up happening is my my digestive system started to kind of, and my body started to shut down in a few ways. And it started to cause me to develop allergies that I never had before. So, and it just started to grow. Like it, it started with like gluten, you know, a couple different things. And the list just added to the point where it was so hard to like keep track, especially if I was going out to eat, I had to like bring the chef out and go down this long list of stuff, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and so it was crazy. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. This is weird. Something's not right. Like, and that's when I started doing the experiments. Um, and then I realized like, okay, I need to when heal. You, when you say experiments, I, you mean like trying yeah. to like cut out different like process of elimination, cutting out certain things. Yeah. Got it, yeah. Okay. I just want people um, thinking that you were like, you know, like in a lab, cooking up some chemicals and popping random pills. Yeah. Okay. Just so we no, 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 no. clarify that point. Um, yes. Thanks for making that very clear. Um, yep. That did not happen. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, so I started kind of doing my own investigation on myself and, and I started just absorbing information like crazy. I started reading books, listening to different people in the holistic health world. And I just started to learn a lot at a very fast rate because I was, the more I learned is the more I wanted to know. <clears throat> and I started to get very passionate and very eager to just know more. And so I kind of immersed myself um, and just became very saturated with all of this information. And as I learned things, I started to make adjustments. I started to kind of cut certain things out. Um, I started to adjust as I went. And then I started to notice things changing in my body and, I, and for the first time. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> so I continued to do it. Um, and I continued to heal my body through the different things and the different ways that I was learning. And I can't elaborate more later. I'm just trying to move through the story. Oh, yeah, um, please. But... I basically started to heal and I started to things that I had for years that I didn't even really remember what it was like to not have it like eczema, certain skin things, breathing, like they just started to disappear. All of the allergies I had developed started to go away and I was able to eat those things again. Um, I just started experiencing new levels of energy. Like it was just a really amazing for those that do not know me, I have a very, um, what I like to believe is a very special and intimate relationship with God. And one of my, one of my gifts that I feel like I've had since I was a child is I, I would have dreams about things or visions. And during this time when I was trying to heal, God gave me a vision about my food and healing and basically challenged me. Um, it was a very faith moving season for me because God challenged me to, before any of the healing started to happen, to believe that I was already healed before I actually was. And I can elaborate more for your exclusive members sure. on that. But that's a, a piece of my story because um, my mindset and how I thought, because it became very discouraging for me. I, it, it became something that was a very emotional for me because I felt like my body was like failing me and my mindset was very kind of like helpless, you know, like I was kind of waiting for some kind of result or whatever to feel better about things. And just by shifting my mindset and my emotional state and having faith in the outcome and envisioning myself already healed before I actually was helped to actually give me the fuel I needed to actually get there. Yeah, I, I started healing and um, I started to share it with people around me. The people that were around me that interacted with me, 
on a regular basis. Like, I, I, I'm somebody, if I'm excited or passionate about something, I just talk about it. So it just became normal conversation for me, things that I would just casually mention, what was going on. And, um, and so as I'm going through this journey, people around me are also, like, learning because I'm talking about things that I'm, I'm doing. And then people start asking me questions, you know, um, about stuff and health or they get a cold and they're like, Hey, what's a home remedy or what's something I can do for this? And what's, and I started becoming like a go-to in my immediate circle. Right. Um, and even up until this point, this just became something I was very passionate about. And I was experiencing personal healing from adjusting my lifestyle. I was still on the, let me build this financial business so that I can have the money to fuel my design business track and doing well with that. And then at some point, God told me to quit those businesses um, because he wanted to do something else. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, it, it was hard because God did not tell me immediately what that next thing was. And so it was it was a faith move to stop. It's I was doing well in those businesses. It's not like it was struggling. So to stop doing something that was picking up momentum, having success, making money, um, stop. And then God has me continuing to evolve, not just, um, from a nutrition standpoint, but I started to do a deep dive into healing some of that emotional trauma from my past. And that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this holistic mindset is sure. Nutrition is a foundation for a lot of things, but everything is connected and works together. And if the emotional is not set up straight, then whatever changes you start to make nutrition wise, have a less chance of actually lasting if there's an emotional deficit because the decisions that you make are often very tied to just your emotions and how you how you're able to manage and move through them um and so that was kind of happening happening simultaneously for me and then god eventually told me that hey holistic health coach and i was like huh that's different and it makes so much sense (laughs) Like it just made so much sense. And I immediately realized that like, wow, God has been preparing me for this for the last few years. And I didn't even know it just through my own life. Um, And I had already built credibility with the people around me in that area and started to become kind of like a go to. Um, And so I immediately decided like, okay, I started brainstorming names for my 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 business and eventually came up with Victoria's Life Worldwide. you know, ended up officially filing my LLC, um, you know, um, and see, she learned yeah. from her design business. She learned from her mistakes. <laughs> sure this did. time she got the LLC. <laughs> see, guys, Definitely we did. can learn as we go. <laughs> I was like, I need to come up with this name so I can legally file my LLC. So I came up with the name, um, started, you know, because I'm creative, I want to do my own logo. Um, you know, so I, I, I yeah. start sketching out my logo, you know, um, I filed my LLC. I legally formed it in April of 2017 and I decided, I was like, you know what, even though, and, and I actually, um, started to ask people if they would be willing to be, um, like trial clients for me. Um, like and people picks. were saying, I was, yeah. And I was actually I was actually not expecting people to say like yes. Lab rats. <laughs> Cause <laughs> sure. Just but I <laughs> <laughs> Sure I'll be your lab rat. Um but like yeah, I didn't I actually didn't really expect people to say yes because I didn't have like all of my experience from a I guess professional standpoint was not in this area, right? Like sure. I didn't have no credentials, no in this particular area other than I shouldn't say no credentials. No um um, Western accepted credentials, right? Because I do, I definitely am someone who believes that your life experience is a credential within itself, personally. Sure. But, you know, I I didn't have anything like on paper. So I was a little insecure about that, right? Um, I was like, are people going to trust me? Like, do you think I can really help them? But people were saying yes. And I was like, okay. Um, but I still wanted to like get a certification. So I ended up going to, um, the holistic health coach Institute and going, you know, getting my holistic health coach and nutrition certification. And so while I was doing that, I had started seeing clients, you know, and helping people. And so, um, 
once I kind of got it and it clicked for me, I just like hit the ground running and I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved helping people. I love seeing people, um, you know, transform and heal and change. And after that, like helping that first client officially, because I was helping people around me unofficially prior to that. But after having that first person officially, like under my business, it was so fulfilling and felt so right. Like I just, it was effortless. Like it was, it was, it it didn't even feel like work. (laughs) It felt like I was just doing something that I love to do that I was passionate about. And I appreciate you sharing your journey because I think that the things that people experience not only are life lessons and just a source of power, in my opinion, for them, but also for the people around them and the people who they share that with. And also, you know, disclaimer, like I know plenty of the listeners come from different religious backgrounds. If you ask me what my religious background is, there's a massive question mark there. And, you know, I, you know, it's just, you know, we we can, we can get into that maybe on a different episode. Um, But I just ask the listeners to not get hung up on that detail, but rather just to Mm -hmm. listen to the power behind the journey and what she Mm -hmm. was able to discover along the journey and how that brought her to where she is today. You know, uh, I I think there's a lot that you said that I find very moving because it's so personal. And these are things that you were literally experiencing yourself. Like you're, you're seeing your, your body, you know, react all crazy to these different foods and these different things, whether it be foods or whether it be products that you're using, topical products or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And you're like, man, I'm allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. And you're getting no help from the, the I guess, folks that you are trusting with your medical care. Um, mm-hmm. And that can be an extremely, you know, frustrating and discouraging place to be. So to, to go from that mm-hmm. to then finding hope, finding relief, there's no, no surprise on my end to why it just became like second nature you know, for you. And you became so passionate mm. about it because it was so personal to you. So I appreciate you mm. sharing that. So yeah. so just curious, you know, where do you see VLW being in, say, five, ten years? You know, don't have to go through every single detail about it, but just more so from a high level. Yeah, um, I would say from a high level, I hope to have an actual facility somewhere, like a healing facility, I guess if you can call it that, that is somewhere that is super serene with water. I am of Caribbean descent and I love the sun. I love the, the water. I love the smell of the, the ocean. I love good food, all of the things, right? And so I want it, I want that to be the environment and somewhere where people can come and it can be a retreat the environment reflects the healing that I want them to experience and to have different experiences and different options of the style of healing people can choose to heal. There's so many different avenues and ways that people can heal holistically. And I kind of want it to be like this diverse, if that's the right word to use, um, variety of holistic healing services and areas where people can do different things to heal or just and healing can sometimes even be just as simple as rest and so even just having spaces where people could just rest and do nothing like I want it to just be so many things that include that right and so that's a hope I would say in the next five to ten years I hope to at least have one of those locations people can come individually you know be able to do events you know, and healing retreats and things like yeah. that. So that's a goal. There are a lot, but like you said, that's one big one that I do have. Um, so yeah, and so you mentioned you know these different like healing facilities. You know, obviously you look around. There's a bunch of medical facilities all over the place, right? Um, yeah. And more what maybe some folks will refer to as like traditional medicine or Western medicine depending on where, I guess, your reference point is. Traditional mm-hmm. medicine for someone in a different country might mean something else. But but I'm curious how you see holistic health differing from other areas of modern medicine. Like, what what's different about it? Just, just to help the listeners to 
really understand and differentiate exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, on a very high, high level, it's, um, I, I personally believe and have observed that Western medicine is very symptom based and it's very reactive. There's not a lot of proactive measures being taken to help people live a certain life so that they don't end up there in the first place. And then from a holistic standpoint, like being able to look at a person holistically. Now, sure, there are some exceptions out there, right? You have some doctors in that world that, you know, do dabble more on the holistic side, right? But the the majority of the experience is not that. And the methods tend to not originate from nature in terms of how we heal. There's not a big emphasis on herbs and using the things that the earth gives us naturally to heal, whether that's things from the ground around us or within yourself, right? Um, There's a big emphasis on pharmaceutical and, and, and stuff like that. And so the holistic, natural way of healing that I personally prefer, unless it's an emergency situation, is complete opposite. It's more... um, proactive, um, holistic in nature, and using natural remedies that have been used forever for people to heal naturally. And it's a lifestyle shift. It's teaching people how to actually live in a way that allows them to be healthy. Part of the issue is just the Western lifestyle. It's literally a setup to be sick, you know, and that's a whole other conversation. I don't want to go down that road. But, and so that's what's kind of um, different about it. It's Um, giving someone an opportunity to be able to look at them as a whole person and not just say, oh, you have a headache, here's Motrin. (laughs) Like, um, oh, you're having migraines all the time, here's this medication. Oh, you're, you know, experiencing this all the time, okay, let's give you this. It's like, okay, well, what is the root of the issue? It's really dealing with, like, working with the person, partnering with them to get to the root of the issue and then address the root so that healing can actually take place versus just trying to um, treat a symptom. Because whether you experience the symptom or not, if it's not actually treated from the root, it's still there. You're just not aware of it. Mm, Like the sickness, the root of the sickness is still there. You just may not be able to feel it because you took some medication that caused you to not experience that thing, but the root of it was never actually dealt with. And so you're likely going to have to rely on whatever that thing is forever because there's no healing that actually took place. Um, So I'll stop there. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good high level. I know for myself, I have a mixture of what I call kind of, you know, Western medicine and Eastern medicine. You know, Western medicine being Mm -hmm. more of kind of the, you know, MD, DO side of things, you know, Um, you know, medical doctors um, that, you know, go to school, get the degrees and that, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, you see them, et cetera. And DOs, which are, you know, which lean a bit more holistic, but still mm. use, I guess, a, a more Western approach to medicine. And then I use a mixture of that and, you know, what I call Eastern medicine because I, um, I grew up um, also uh, raised by Caribbean parents and you know you know growing up I, I tell my my mother or my father that I have a sore throat you know or I'm sick and they're whipping up some crazy mm-hmm. concoction for me to <laughs> exactly. chug down down my throat and I'm seeing my dad crack open these these capsules of herbs um <laughs> and put all types of you know cactus juice or whatever it was and all kind of different things He's like, hey, chug this down in one gulp. Don't don't sip it. Don't taste it. Just just down it. And I'm like, what? Um, what do you mean? That, you know, it's oh, like it's Lord. almost like when people are like, hey, plug your nose, hold your nose, and just swallow this. You know, like just don't. And I taste it, and I, I'm like, this is this is horrendous. This is awful. Hey guys, so we've actually reached our target length for each episode which is around the 45 minute mark we're actually over that so there's still a whole second half of the show that we're going to put out as a part two next week so stay tuned and with that let's transition to the no regrets segment of the show 
The No Regrets segment of the show is where myself and the guest has a chance to listen to the entire episode and answer the following two questions. Number one, is there anything you said that you regret saying, even if it's how you said something? And number two, is there anything that you said that you wish you did not say? And with that, let's dive in. Before we get to the no regrets segment of the show, just a couple of quick reminders. Stay tuned for part two of this episode, which is dropping next week. We're going to dive into Holistic Indra's product line and her personal transition over to natural products. We're also going to deep dive into turning your passion into a business, starting a nonprofit. And then we're also going to get into a couple of questions on why we do what we do, just to continue the series slash theme that we started last episode. Also, Valentine's Day merch is officially live on the Contagious Thoughts Podcast.com. That is our Valentine's Day merch collection. Uh, I am pretty excited about this because it was designed by yours truly, whereas all of my other merch was designed by Mav, uh, who are the folks that are in episodes one and two. So, uh, non Valentine's Day merch, our normal everyday merch, it's not every day at all, it's not ordinary. It's uh, quite fantastic. You should check it out <laughs> also on thecontagiousthoughtspodcast.com. Uh, this is your official invitation to join the Contagious Collective. What is the Contagious Collective, might you ask? Well, this is a VIP Patreon group where you pay $5 a month to support the podcast and get access to a Discord community where you get to ask questions to the host of the podcast, myself, and also some of the guests that come through the podcast as well. And also, you get to ask questions to people who are just like you on the same journey to make their dreams a reality. Uh, you get access to solo episodes uh, done by yours truly that are not released to the public, where I dive into my own personal journey um, as an entrepreneur, business owner, creative uh, husband, father of three, a uh, friend, um, a full-time W-2 employee <laughs> of a company, um, all of the above. Um, so you get those solo episodes done by myself. Uh, we also release a ton of behind-the-scenes footage, bloopers, and just questions that we felt like weren't quite appropriate for the main platforms, all for $5 a month. Please check out Holistic Indra. Her website is in the show notes, and she is on IG, a.k.a. Instagram, for those of you who are not hip. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh, at Holistic Indra. <laughs> so she is at Holistic Indra on IG. And please follow us, uh, the, the Contagious Thoughts podcast, on social media as well. All that is also in the show notes. Do that because you'll be able to keep in touch with us and comment and like all of our stuff as well as stay up to date with new releases and upcoming collabs that are going down. So without further ado, let's transition into the No Regrets segment of the show for real this time. So <laughs> the No Regrets segment of the show. I love this segment. This is great. So we actually... Um, did a live no regrets segment i think that's just gonna be my thing going forward uh when i have a guest on the show and we ah, i don't know how about you guys tell me dm me or like comment on youtube or i don't know send me an email just get in contact with me you can go to the contagious thoughts podcast.com and go to contact us if you send the message there it literally goes right to my email it comes right to me and let me know, what do you prefer? Do you like when I do the live No Regrets segment of the show where we literally do it right there on the spot with the guests? Or do you prefer when I actually let the guests listen to the entire episode and then we, you know, I come back and I tell you what they what they said? So let me know what you think. Um, but we did do one live at the end of part two, which is dropping next week. So please check it out next week on Tuesday. That is our drop day. And um, in between, since this is like the end of part one, I'm just going to give my own personal regrets. So uh, the answer, my my answer to the first question for no regrets, I don't think I have any regrets as far as 
I don't have any actual regrets, right? I will confess that I started to regret <laughs> like a couple of things uh, when I was editing the episode. So there were a few jokes that I that I said on this episode where I listened to it and I was like, you know, most people might not find these jokes funny at all. I, I find them hilarious, but most people might like cringe at them or be like, these are corny or just not find them funny. And I like began to regret them or some people might even be offended. Nowadays, people are offended at everything. But, you know, people might find them offensive and I started to question, should I leave them in? And I was like whatever forget it if people are going to be offended it is what it is um i'm going to be myself and so i left them in so that was like an almost regret but um i'm going to be myself so didn't quite make it to a full regret <laughs> uh as far as anything that i did not say that i wish i did say i honestly don't think so like i think that the interview was great. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, it was a it was a really fun interview. I'm even more excited to drop part two next week. So please stay tuned for that. And I don't even remember what I said my regrets were in that episode. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll see you next week. But that's it for me. With that, I'll catch you guys next time. <music>